So the first Nakuda about Pesach, and the same thing about any Yantif is, that you cannot be in denial. You have a Chayla at home. If you're going to go ahead and make believe, like we don't have a Chayla at home, and we're going to have plans, we're going to go places, we're going to eat meals there, we're going to go for Seder there, we're having 25 guests coming from here, and the grandparents are coming, and everything is like, at the end, it's like, oh, where does this kip fit into the puzzle? You're going to have a disaster. You're going to have a disaster. I had a question from one of the TP newbies. I will accept this question from new people. Old people, I will kill you for saying this. Newbie question. So what are you saying? If we have guests that come over that causes my kids to be uncomfortable and therefore he goes and spends the meal in his room, so we shouldn't have guests ever? Huh? What? So your job is to keep your kid out and make him comfortable. You have someone at the table who makes your kid, your child, be uncomfortable? So the kid spends three, four hours now getting depressed, watching movies in their room. That's a question? What's the Shaila? There's no question. So let's understand. If you're planning on having your grandparents over for the Seder, not this year. If you plan on having your neighbors over for the Seder, not this year. This year, you have a kid with 104 fever, and you want that kid to be comfortable to come to the Seder even, even if they never ended up coming. But to set it up in a way that you are causing them to be uncomfortable and they're stuck in their room and they want to come out is a grave sin. This year it's ICU. Think about Baruch Hashem, at least you're not going to be sitting in a bed, next to, in a chair, next to a bed in a hospital, eating the Satmer Haggadah food. At least you don't have, it's probably delicious by the way. No, the Satmer Bikachalim food is, is the best. Sometimes I go to visit people I don't even know. Just, no, you go to very sick people, they don't eat their food. Oh, it's so good. Oh, these Satmer guys are great. I love Satmer. Okay, see, I always say, if they're healthy, if you're healthy, they'll kill you. Right? But once you're sick, they're going to bring you the best food. They love sick Jews. Anyway, so bottom line is, no, I went, my nephew had a kid in the hospital, the applesauce, out of this world. Seriously, wow. They're amazing, wow. Okay, let's get back to Pesach, okay? So, bottom line is, this year, you have a chayla. So this year, yeah, oh, the whole the whole family should dance around this kid? Yeah. We had a hundred kids last year in Claudiusville that were dead. D-E-A-D. Buried. Killed. From suicide and drug overdose. If your kid is in a massive of chayla nefesh, or or Safik, right? Then you're a mazik if you don't prepare the situation for them. Right now, this is your situation. You got to make it up to the other kids. You got to buy them gifts. You got to explain it to them. You got to bring them to the skip group this coming Sunday. You got to meet with the rabbi. You got to do a lot of work that they shouldn't be resentful, of course. But when when the kids understand, and we have fifteen over 1,500 siblings, and most of them really understand and they're doing better than the parents. And everybody says that, right? Your kids say, and a lot of a lot of the kids, and some are brats. <laughs> or they have their own they have their own trauma. Your kids, brats. Right? One second. Or they have their own stuff. Okay? Let's be done. The healthy people also look after okay? Fine. So I mean I always say I like I love and I like and I trust the off the derek kids and I'm learning to like some of the on the derek kids. It's a process, okay? It's a process, but I love the ones off the derek I know are mushy kids who will never hurt me. The uh, regular from people I'm not so crazy about. Okay. Uh, yeah, well done question after I'm done. 
So you have to know, I'm planning this, what's going to be best for him. Now, it could be, it's not going to work out anyway, he's not going to make it anyway, he's not going to be there. Fine. But you got to put that kid in the cheshben l'chatchila, the first piece, not the last piece. Oh, we're having Eishat Torah sending over 37 people, and the grandparents are coming over, and the grouchy uncle is coming over, always yells at my kid, and my kid's molester is coming over for lunch. So, is that okay? So, no, I don't think so. Okay, I really don't think so. You make sure that this kid is comfortable. That's number one. First, where is it going to be? Should you go away? We have some parents that have gone to Orlando for Pesach. Why? Because you got a house with a pool. There's nobody around. You get catered. You could go out if you want to. Kips are very comfortable there. It's also a very, very modern crowd. I looked into it. So there's not all this intimidation. If they walk out, so not sneos or whatever. No, no, not the end of the world. Besides, it's by the beach. No one's dressed on the beach. Okay, so it's okay. It's okay. You can handle it. Instead of being, no, we got to be in Williamsburg, right in the middle of the community. Every time they walk out, someone's looking at them and honking and barking and, and looking and whispering. It's horrible to live that way. So they look at it as a vacation. It's Pesach. It's a vacation. You borrow some money. You steal some money. You sell a kidney. Whatever it is. And you go out and you get away. Then you have people. They do the opposite. They spend $20,000 and they go to a hotel, gateways or whatever, you know, full of a thousand people that your kip is going to feel uncomfortable with. And then they're like, I don't know what happened. She ended up spending the whole time, for some reason, in the kitchen with the waiters and at night in their room where they, where they smoke up, right? With the waiter, the from, the Jewish and the not Jewish and the Puerto Ricans and the Mexicans and everybody, okay? And we've had a girl in this group who was raped on a Pesach at a hotel program. Yeah, because they get drunk. and I don't know why she didn't come. Really? You don't know why she didn't come to a dining room with a thousand from people and 10,000 kids fighting over matzah and peanut butter and jelly and why she didn't want another matzah bowl? And you couldn't figure out why she was so allergic to the gefilte fish after nine days. I don't know how many days you guys have, but after 82 pieces of gefilte fish and everybody say, no, no, don't go brux and the water can't go there. And you couldn't figure out why she wanted to go hang out with the Mexicans after this. I mean, what do you think is going to happen? So not only they spend they spend money to put their kid in an impossible situation, surrounded by people who look and they go, "Oh, you're here too? Oh, you work here? Are you? Oh, I needed a babysitter. You're one of the babysitters. Okay, so you got to really plan if you're going to spend money to get them out of the judgmental world, which all normal people part of being normal is being judgmental. That's the way we are. Okay, I'm not angry at people. I am also judgmental. But if you have a chance to spend some money and get them out, get them out. Otherwise, if you're home or whatever it is, be very careful. You go to your child, they have 104 fever, say, I'm thinking about inviting over Uncle Mendy. Would you like that with his, with his wife and his kids? Is that okay? And look at their reaction. She says, oh, I'd love that. I really like that. Great. It's like, I don't know. Okay, whatever you want. Not this year. Not this year. This year, you are in the ICU. If you don't feel you're in the ICU, then you're not part of this group. And you're much healthier. And go find somebody else to guide you because, Baruch Hashem, you're not in this stage. But in this ICU group, you got to realize that you can't make a mistake. You don't want your kid to be in his room during the Seder for 80 hours and, and getting depressed when hearing everybody, and he's in there watching movies and putting it on louder and going nuts. Okay? It's not going to work. And then after six and a half hours, and you watched already the whole trilogy of Batman 1, 2, 3, how many are in a trilogy? 4, 5, and 6, you come down, carpas with a potato. Here you go. And this is the best part, right? Don't eat a kazais. 
Don't eat a gazaz. Tell you, I'm going to go off the derrick because it is. You, you're starving after two hours. They give you a potato. It's like in the Holocaust. They give you a potato and salt water. Don't eat a gazaz. No, no. That gazaz. OMG. You know what I always say? How come by the matzah, the briska kezayah shear is 82 matzahs? You're sitting there stuffing your face. It's an hour and a half later. Benishima achas. You have to not talk nu'ah and you're eating matzah. The matzah size for kezayahs is so big. And that potato, all of a sudden that same kezayahs becomes like a grape. Who's in charge of these shearim? I don't understand. I do not understand this. I want my, my potato to be as big as my matzah kezayahs. Is that too much to ask for? Is that too much? I'm telling you. I love this religion. A couple of things make me nuts. That potato. Wow. And you know, you know, we all say the same thing, right? We all say the same thing. We have that potato. We all say the same thing. This is delicious. Why don't we have it during the year? All the kids tell them, Mommy, Mommy, what recipe is this? A potato with salt water. If you starve Jews long enough, it tastes good. We start, that's how hungry we are. We're so hungry. We're so hungry and that we actually think of potato and salt water. We should have this more often. Okay. So we have to re- we redo everything. We have to redo everything. Now, here's the famous the famous idea that we've developed over the last few years, which is called the speed, speed seder. Okay? You don't sir, you don't eat you don't have speed. You know, for those of you who know what speed is. But no, we have a speed seder. And it's actually been working out very, very well. And the way it goes is as follows. First of all, first of all, you ladies have a lot of food by like an hour before and when the men go out, have food in crock pots or out, out there. Let them eat. Let them eat and eat and eat so they're not waiting for Tati to come home. That's number one. People get very grouchy. Father comes home. No, the people who have, have to adhere to Allah, you can give them food whenever he's supposed to. Like in, in the hotels, they have the, the children's menu. Right? I'm always in the children's menu. I, I, the children's I didn't go. I love the children's I'm there. I got, you know how hard it is? They don't let you in without a kid. I gotta go find some kid. And usually, I ate already. Eat again, kid. You're coming now. And the kid's like, I don't want, I'll take it. I go to every children's menu. It's, every children's dining room is great. You have always better food, french fries and frankfurters and stuff. Delicious. Anyway, so you can serve an hour before for your husband also. So nobody's grouchy. That's number one. Food is a very anti-grouchy medicine. It's very helpful. Okay? Now. Works for me. Yeah. What you do is as follows. You tell your kids a couple days before, guess what? Okay? I went to the shear. Shear. What shear did you go to? I went to a shear and we're doing something this year that's totally different. You can clock it. From the time I come home from shul, we're having a speed seder. 30 minutes from when I come home will be the meal. Yeah, right. You're going to see. It's unbelievable. It's going to work. And here's what you do. Before you go to shul, fathers, you take your three matzahs that take an hour and a half to find Kayan Levi Yisrael, the ones that you like, okay? You put it in the matzatash. You take your wine and you pour your cup of wine. You take all, everyone's cup of wine, however they like it, and you have a bottle by each one. You pour it and it's done. The Seder is set before you go to shul. Okay. And everybody's on the clock. Tati walks in. How long does it take to put on a kittle? doesn't take long 30 seconds 40 seconds you put on a kittle it's not the biggest deal okay women may okay will take longer 
to change. I got that. If women have to change from one type of thing to another, you're looking at two hours easy. But men, it's not, there's no heels involved. It's not a big deal. It's a kittle. You take off your jacket, you put on the white thing, you're done. And you go to the table and you say, Kiddush. That's such a big deal. Kiddush is over. Kaddish. Urchatz. How take Urchatz? Karpas, that lovely kazais, takes a second to eat because it's so small. It's not a long time. Ladies, before shul, before shul, you have a little cup with a, with a uh, potato or celery, whatever you guys use, and the salt water in the cup, everyone with a fork in it. You know what I realized? It took me 40 years to do this. We used to go, we have caterers all the time, and carapace is coming and we're passing and it's dripping. Why? Well, during shul, and I went to the place that catered it, and I have a big thing of carapace and potatoes in the middle of the thing and salt water. I, I got a bunch of bowls, a hundred of them, I bought them, and I put out each one, I put a piece of potato, salt water, and I put a plastic fork in it. And carapace is a machaya. How come I got it and he didn't get it and passing it and it's mine and it's spilling? It's mamish such an easy thing. It's there at the beginning right by Kiddush. It's there by everyone on the t- genius, right? Yeah. Never did this. With the sword oh, in the bowl. It's dipped. If they want to take it out, they can dip it again. Okay? Karpas, you know, according to the Kazayas, you cut it. Good. Okay? Everyone has their potato in the salt. Karpas. Yachatz. How long does it take you people to cut a matzah? Okay? It's done. Magid. Sipur Yitzias Mitzrayim. No Haggadah open. You tell the story of Yitzias Mitzrayim. Now, what you could do is, you could sing the Hisha Amda, you could sing the highlights. Baruch HaMakom Baruch You don't say Keneged Arbabanam Debretaira. I want to also point out another thing. The Minigas, you know, by Pesach, you point to Pesach Matzah, you point to the Matzah Mur, don't point to your wife. They don't like it, even as a joke. That's what we figured out the hard way. People used to go, Ben Chacham, the kid gets up, I got a hundred on my desk, I'm in brisk, thank you very much. Russia, everybody's like, awkward silence. And the kid's like, I think that's me. Yeah, I think Russia, the picture in that garden is the kid who actually is at the Seder table with an iPhone. That would be the Ben Russia. So don't, we don't do the, okay, just leave that out. You could sing a couple of the highlights. You tell the story. That's the mitzvah. Sipur Itzir Mitzrayim. You can go to the abridged version. We were slaves. We were freed. Let's eat. <laughs> or you could fill in some of the nice stories. If you look at what I use at my seder, if you want to know, if you want to be like me, I use a very, very derhaiben Haggadah. It's not for everybody to, to look at, but I'll tell you what it is because it's very derhaiben. It's called The Little Medrash Says. I don't even use the Medrash says. I use the little Medrash says. And it's so good that I bought six of them for my family or eight of them when I had Home Sweet Home Boys, 12 of them, because I like when everyone's on the same page. So that way you turn the page, everyone follows. If you know everything in that little Medrash says, you know so many Medrashim. Chazarit before. It's beautiful. It has every important Medrash there. You tell the story and you add a little spice and you make it a little interesting. And Dam you tell the whole story and then what's after Magid? Mitzvahs hayayim. You want, if they're at the table, you want them to have a kezayis matzah. That's really important. Have a kezayis matzah, if they'll do it. So you're there. It doesn't take a lot of matzah. Mur, you have to know your kip. In Home Sweet Home, when I had them every year at my table, I gave everyone mur, and I told them, you had enough mur in your life. You're part of mur.
they appreciate it, and then they say, no, I want to have it. And then they have the most mar until they cry, and they can make a whole thing out of it. Mar, they love mar. Kairach is basically, okay. You're done. It doesn't take long. You get 10 minutes to get to Magid, 10 minutes to do Magid, and then afterwards. Then, listen to this. You have the meal. After the fish, the children can sing Manashtana. Every Plenty of time to kill. The kip doesn't mind. They're gone by then. If either they're gone or they're there, come Shefullah. Let me hear every kid. Man, no problem. What else do you want to do? What else? What else are you missing? After benching, at that point, the kid goes, unfortunately, usually to watch movies or whatever. You clean up the table. Oh, they love the Arab kaisis. Our kids are so from. They do twelve kaisis. Okay, yeah, the Arab kaisis, no problem. And then you clean up the table. And then you show Hashem, listen, we did this L'Shem Shemayim. You start to say there at the beginning, and you can even tell them, it's extra credit whoever wants to go inside. Your kids will sit around, and you'll say the Haggadah from after benching. You could start at the beginning until the morning time. The first parent who did this, and they told me they thought of this on their own. And they did this, and they said they cleaned up the table. They did this all for their kip to be at the Seder, to be comfortable. He went home to do his homework or whatever he was doing. He went to his room to watch TV. God knows what he was doing over there. They cleaned up the table, and they started over with our goddess. I said, this is the Seder that Hashem, the Shekhinah, was there. Isn't that beautiful? You always hear the story of the Balshamtiv, right? Balshamtiv, a guy, what he found is a guy who in Shemayim, he had the best Seder. And he went over to him. There's a lot of stories like this, right? What did you do? He says, it must be the second Seder. He tells him, I feared the Seder for four hours. He goes, it wasn't that. He goes, oh, it was the first one. I worked and I forgot the whole story, but he ended up falling asleep right after this man. He slept till four o'clock in the morning. He had such shvir salev and he had a stupid quick Seder and he thought that that was meant nothing, but to Hashem, it meant a lot, right? Some of us had this beautiful, with 82 kids around at any o'clock, God bless. It's beautiful, beautiful, right? And they're in hotels and it's beautiful. I think the Seder that Hashem looked down and said, look angels, look Malachim, look at this family. They didn't get away with it. They did it L'Shem Shemayim. They redid the Seder. They did, what's Pesach all about, right? They, they skipped. Huh? They skipped. That's what the whole thing, it's the whole Lila is all about skipping. They skipped over. They, right? Over the thing, and they twisted that thing around, and then Hashem says, look at them, and the kids are there, those that want to be there, if those are tired, let them stay on the couch, whatever, and say that I got it from the beginning to the end, with all the pitchkis and all the different tired, do it as long as you want, till Namish, till Shachar's through the night. That's the idea of a speed seder. It's called accommodating the chayla. We want these kids to say, this religion is not so bad. This ain't so bad. And I want to tell you something, even if they're not there, they're going to hear about it. We've had parents who said it took two or three years, and the kid heard about it all the years, and they came to the third year. They'll hear about it. The other kids will tell them, you know, Tati and Mommy did, they did a speed say and it was so much fun. And by the way, the only problem I have is that a lot of them, healthy kids, love it so much. And a lot of the parents say, whoa, this is great. Why didn't anybody ever tell us? It's no pressure. You have a good time. You tell the story. You can interact. You can have questions. A lot of kids perk up in this type of a situation when it's just story outside. A lot of them all of a sudden start adding and stuff. We have tons of great stories. But even if they're not there, they'll hear about it and eventually they'll want to also be a part of this. And Be'ezus Hashem, when they get healthy, they're going to go and twist their say their back to the original way that it's supposed to be. This is Avi Fischoff, and I can be reached at twistedparenting at AOL.com.